All right, uh, so we are in week two of our series called Disciplines, How to Train Ourselves Up in Godliness. So what the series is, it's just about different spiritual disciplines, different ways to help us grow in our faith. So just like, let's say, if you wanted to become better at a sport, obviously you wouldn't be able to just, if you wanted to run a marathon, you wouldn't be able to just go from couch to marathon immediately. Like you would have to put disciplines in place, whether it's dieting, whether it's just different things you put in place to get slow increments and getting better and better, let's say mileage, things like that, and mile times, is the same way in our faith, is that obviously we won't just wake up one night or wake up one day and be like, wow, I, I know everything about Christ, I am so mature, I don't wrestle with any of these things, is that we need disciplines in place to help us grow in our faith. And so last week, we looked at the most important one, which is Bible intake, reading our Bibles, focusing on that. And so tonight, I would say it's probably the second most important one, and that's prayer. How prayer is just a so, such a vital thing um, in our walk with Christ and helping us grow. And that, that without that prayer, without prayer and without Bible intake, then we are going to struggle mightily in our walk with Christ. So let me, let me ask you this before we get started. How many in here say that you would say you have a best friend? Like you have a best friend like above all the others. You might even be sitting next to him right now. How often do you talk to your best friend? You, you could talk back. It's okay. How often do you talk to your best friend? Er, er day? Just okay? Oh, every day? Okay. So like how, like how, like, okay, since you say every day, how often throughout the day do you talk to your best friend? Like five times? All the time? All the time? Okay. Twice or three times a day? Okay. What, what, what would you say if you had a best friend? You said, yeah, I have a best friend. They're just, they're, you know, best friends for life, whatever cases, but you never talk to them. You never talk to them. You never text them. You never interact with them. You say you have a best friend, but you never interact with them. How, how well would you say that relationship is? Not good. Not, why is it not good? Y'all don't talk. Or, or on an even greater scale, let's say this, okay? So, so I'm married to my wife, Rebecca, but let's say even though I'm married to her and I love her, I never talk to her. I'll maybe say something in passing, like, yeah, love you, and that's about it. I might say once in a while. Or like kind of go through the motions in, life? in my life. How well do you say I love my wife? That's a good relationship. Like, but, but I don't talk to her at all. I don't, I don't know anything about her because I don't talk to her. It, it would be a middle school relationship. <laughs> it's, it's important for us. Like, just like you say you have a best friend that you talk to. Or like if I say I talk to my wife, if we don't talk to that person at all, we'll never grow in that relationship. And it's the exact same way with our relationship with God. If we never talk to God, if we never pray to God and listen from God, we're never going to grow in our relationship with God. What I mean is our prayers have to go beyond just, dear Lord, thank you for this food. Amen. It has to go beyond just that. Or it has to go beyond, Lord, would you bless this big old gallon bag of flaming hot Cheetos for the nourishment of our bodies. Amen. It can't just be beyond that. It has to be something where you're constantly talking throughout the day. Just like you said, you talk to your best friend every day, five times a day, two, three times a day, constantly throughout the day. That must be our relationship with God as we're constantly talking to God throughout the day. 
But something else I want to see that we're going to see tonight in Scripture is that we're supposed to talk and listen to God in prayer. So we're going to look at why do we study prayer? Like, why are we to pray? How do we learn how to pray? But also practically, what can we do to pray? Um, So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to jump into talking about prayer. So let's pray first. Uh, Dear Lord, thank you so much for tonight. Uh, just I pray as, as we go through this and we study this, would you just show more of your truths from Scripture of the importance of being able to pray with you and communicate with you on a daily basis, constantly throughout the day? Would you help us with that? Would you help us implement things in our lives even tonight so that we can grow more in our relationship with you and become even more of the followers of Christ you've called us to be? We'll only be able to do that when we put these disciplines in our lives and put ourselves in a position for you to, uh, by your grace, to help us grow in our walk. So would you just be glorified and honored through the rest of this time, help us grow more, and help us continue to make Christ's name known. Pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so first thing we've got to look at is why do we pray? Why do we pray to begin with? And we're going to look at five truths of why we pray. First one is this, Jesus expects us to pray. Jesus expects us to pray. So you see on your notes that there are several throughout Matthew chapter 6. And in fact, that's when he's talking about like when we're to pray. And so just listen to some of these phrases he uses in Matthew 6, verses 5 and 6 and 7 and 9. Listen to these. All right. Matthew 6, verse 5. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by the others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. Verse 6, But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees you in secret will reward you. Verse 7, And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. And then in verse 9, Pray then like this. So notice, Jesus says when you pray, not if you pray, not, not if it's convenient for you, No, no, he says, when you pray. So we have an expectation from our Lord and Savior that we are to pray to him. We're to pray to Jesus. So the first truth is Jesus expects us to pray. Second truth is God commands us to pray. God commands us to pray. So Philippians 4, 6 through 7, we see Paul talking to us, and he says this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything... By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Paul said in everything we're to pray to him. So so in everything, everything encompasses every last thing about our lives. Because God cares about every last little thing about our life. Down to even the most minute, just insignificant detail, God cares about that. Or we see in Colossians... 4 verse 2, Paul says this. He says, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. So we're to continue steadfastly in prayer. And then lastly, in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, it says, Pray without ceasing. So pray without ceasing. So God says we're to continue steadfastly in prayer. And he says we're to pray without ceasing. Now what does pray without ceasing mean? That doesn't mean that you just sit down and you just talk to God and then you never just shut up. You know, just like you probably wouldn't sit down here next to your best friend and go talk, 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 and never shut up. Well, some of you might. I don't know. I don't know your relationship with your friends. But, but praying without ceasing, it's not just something where you just sit and constantly talk and never be quiet. 
It's something we talk, and you might listen to them too, is that you're constantly throughout the day listening. It's not, prayer is not so much an activity, but it's a relationship. Prayer is so much more about a relationship where just throughout the day, you are just constantly praying God and listening from him. It doesn't have to be major things. It could just be super tiny things. Just like if I was going throughout the day, if I was to, let's say, communicate without ceasing to my wife, it's not like I'm going to sit next to her the entire time. But I might text her throughout the day. It might not be every second of every day, but I might text her throughout the day. I was thinking of you. Hey, I love you. Or just things. Or you might talk to your best friend. Hey, just like, what are we doing later today? Or can you like think about this? Or we hang out later. Is you're constantly communicating throughout the day with these things. Is we're to have the same type of relationship that we're to pray to God throughout the day. It doesn't have to be some like long-winded, really articulate, you have all the nice fancy words and you have to meet a word count like on an essay. It could be just a simple thing. Hey God, thanks for just waking me up this morning. Hey God, would you just, I'm, I'm so tired because I only got like three hours of sleep last night because I stayed up late. Would you give me energy to get through the day? Would you help me have a good night's sleep? Would you help me do well in this test? Is that it could be just little things throughout the day that we pray because God commands us to pray. God commands us to pray to be in constant communication with him. Third truth, Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed. So what you see is on, on, your, uh, on your notes, you see just a bunch throughout the different Gospels. That, that we see the, a lot of these are when Jesus, it said he would go away for a while and he would go pray. So he'd be in the middle of ministering to people and then he said after that he would go away. Or he'd wake up early in the morning and go off to be in prayer. And so we see that even Jesus prayed himself. And so if we proclaim, if we're saying that we are a Christian, if we're saying we're a follower of Christ, that means we are to follow Christ's example. So if Christ woke up early and he found time to go pray, then that leaves us no excuse. If you think about it, a lot of us say, well, I'm really busy, or I just, my schedule's so full. I would argue Jesus is probably the most busy man ever on the face of the earth and he would still find time to pray he would still get away to pray or you see in matthew uh in matthew 26 36 through 46 and the mark 14 32 through 42 those are when jesus is about to be betrayed and go die on the cross what does he do it says he goes and tries to pray three times away from his disciples but even before he's about to be crucified and betrayed jesus found time to pray or in john 17 1 through 26 this is what people call the high priestly prayer so this is what Jesus prayed again right before he's about to go die. And he's praying for us as believers today. Where he's saying, hey, sanctify them your truth. Help them be one. Help them grow more in Christ's likeness. But even before Jesus died, Jesus is praying. Jesus is praying and praying for us above everything else. Or even see in Hebrews. In Hebrews 5 verse 7, we see just another glimpse of just the example Jesus set. Hebrews 5, 7 says this, In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. So Jesus on a regular basis would pray and Jesus would just be vulnerable. He would, he would have tears in his eyes. He would cry loudly. Before he's about to die, he's saying, Jesus or God, if there's any way you could remove this cup from me, would you? Jesus found regular time to pray. So here's that. If Jesus Christ needed time to go pray then how much more do we as his followers need to set aside time to go pray that if we're to be followers of christ we're to follow his example we see that jesus pray second one truth number four god hears our prayers god hears 
our prayers. So we're going to look at just a few of those passages you have there. First one is in John 9, verse 31, where it says, We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. So if we are living for Christ, and if we're worshiping God, it says he listens to our prayers. Next one over, in 1 Peter 3.12, we see this next truth. Where Peter says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So if we are living for Christ, if we're desiring to live for Christ, and we're praying to God, God hears our prayers. And lastly, in 1 John, in 1 John 5, 14 through 15, it says this. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we've asked of him. So it says, if we ask anything according to his will, it says he hears us. I want you to think about this for a second. Whenever you pray, you have the creator of the universe's undivided attention. So when you pray about anything, it could be the most, you think it's the most insignificant detail that you think no one cares about. God cares about it because God created you down to that last little detail. And he will listen to our prayers. God listens to us when we speak to him. Because if we are in Christ, then we are God's children. And God is our heavenly father and he cares about his children. He cares deeply about his children. And he wants us to come to him for everything. So whenever you pray, it's not left unheard and it's not in vain because God hears our prayers. And the last truth is God answers our prayers. So it's already amazing enough that God even listens to us and God hears our prayers, but we see God answers our prayers. God answers our prayers that we offer up to him. And so the first one we're going to see is Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8 where Jesus gives this truth when it comes to us praying to him. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Notice how it says, ask, and it will happen. Seek, and you will find. That's a promise from God. That if we ask according to his will, if we ask things in his name, if we seek after Christ, it says he will answer us. We will receive these things. That is a promise from God. And the next one is in John 14, verses 13 through 14, where we see again another promise from Christ. In John 14, verses 13 through 14, it says, Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So again, if we ask according to Christ's will, so it can't be according to our will. So something according to our will, it can't be like, well, Lord, would you just bless me with a Lamborghini or whatever car you want. I know y'all nitpick whichever one or a Ford or a Chevy or however you want to. That's not in line with God's will, but it's like, Lord, would you help me become more like Christ? Lord, would you help my friend be saved? Lord, would you help me in this area where I'm struggling? 
Lord, would you help my families? We're dealing with whatever the difficulty is. If we ask things according in His name, He will hear and He will answer whatever according to His will is. And so, because here's the thing, the more we pray to God, the more we pray to God, the more we'll become like Christ and the more His desires, God's desires, will become our desires. And the more our will becomes in line with His will. Why? Because we're spending so much time with God. We're in constant communication with God that He's influencing us and affecting us and helping us become more like Christ. And so a lot of God's desires will become our desires and then our prayers will be in line with that. So it might be God's love for people. So yes, even the sibling that you cannot stand, God will help you love that sibling or that classmate or that teammate or just a hatred for sin and evil that you just see all the sin and, and evil in the world and you just you, you hate that because it's against what God desires. Or maybe it's a desire to be holy. You just want to become more, you want to become more holy because you just see that that is what you want to strive after. Or you have a desire to see lost people saved. That you know of classmates or teammates or family members, co-workers, whatever that you know is lost. And your heart will become more attuned to that because you're praying to God on a regular basis. So it should be even more an encouragement that not only does God hear our prayers, but God answers our prayers. So next is, how do we learn to pray? So how do we learn to pray? First one is by praying. Is by praying. I know this might sound like a duh statement, but you won't ever learn how to pray unless you actually pray. Like you won't grow in something unless you actually do it. Because we could study all day long. We could study, well, this is what prayer is about, and this is what, you know, this is what the Bible says about prayer, and, and these famous people throughout history. They had all these amazing things of praying and all these amazing stories because they prayed. That's, that's great. That can be an encouragement. But until we actually do it, it's not going to happen. Just like you could say, man, I want to be able to lift this much, like X amount of weight. I could study all the techniques on how to lift weights. I could study X about, let's say, how to get just how to do a better time on like running a mile. I could do I'll fill in the blank, whatever you name. I could study all day long of how to get better at blank. But until you actually do it, you won't grow more in that. So the first thing we can do is, is that we are to pray. Just start praying. So the second thing is, how do we learn? By meditating on Scripture. That's another way we learn how to praise, by meditating on Scripture. So does anybody in here remember what meditating means? What we talked about last week. Anybody remember? What does meditation mean? So like we talked about how meditating was not what, what we might think in our minds where we kind of sit, you know, crisscross applesauce with our hands like this and go, um... That's not what we said meditation was when it comes to scripture. What do we say meditation was? Like, like thinking about, like if you read the Bible, you think about it and you dwell on it. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so, so meditation is, is thinking deeply about the truths of scripture. So we're just trying to think even more about just what that scripture means. And we think through that more, that might help, that'll help us pray. So here's a great example is John 3.16, like I used last week. Is that we might meditate more on that. So we might think about God so loved the world. And we think more on that scripture like, okay, God so loved the world? Like everyone in the world? Like even the people that are just terrible and horrible human beings or, or, or even myself where I feel like I mess up all the time or I've messed up too much where God could love me but God so loves the world, even me, that he sent his one and only son? 
to die for me and that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And we start thinking more and more about that. That might help us when we pray. So we think, okay, God, you so love the world. Since you so love the world, would you help me so love the world just like you so love the world? And it says, okay, whoever believes in Christ, they won't perish. Would you help people believe in Christ? Would you help me be someone that tells people about Christ so they can believe in Christ? That could be when we meditate on Scripture. Because when we meditate on Scripture, it not only lets us know more about who God is and how to follow the example of Christ, but also reveals more of God's heart and will and gives us more about what to pray about as we pray for His will. We can even use Scripture to help us with prayer. So like maybe the next time, like if let's say for those of you that chose the, like, the Psalms reading plan, next time you're reading through a Psalm, you might just use that and just pray it right back to God. Or as you're reading through a passage of Scripture, it makes you think of a different idea or person or situation. Pray about that person or situation or thing with the words of Scripture. So the more we meditate on Scripture, that'll help us learn more how to pray and to pray. Next one is by praying with others. That is another way we learn to pray is by praying with others. Is that sometimes it just helps to have someone else with you to learn how to pray. Just like let's say if you go work out, sometimes it can be really tough to go work out by yourself or to go on a run by yourself. But if you know you have a best friend to go with you, that might help you a lot more. That might encourage you a lot more to continue doing that. And so when you pray together with others, that might help. It'll encourage one another. That'll help you learn how to pray for one another. Like, how can I be praying for you? Here's how you can be praying for me. And you can just sit there and pray out loud and encourage one another in that. You learn more about one another. You help learn how to, different ways. Like, okay, they pray like this or they use these different things to pray. That's really cool. I might try to use that in my own prayer life. And so it encourages both of you. It helps both of you grow closer to Christ and helps you learn even more how to pray. It builds each other up. So by praying with others, that's another way we learn. Lastly, by reading about prayer. Is that, yeah, I know we talked about we could read all these things all day long, but until we implement them, it doesn't matter. But it still might help. We say, okay, I want to know more about prayer. I just want to study more up on it. Maybe I want to read books about it or read like biographies about people that were prayer warriors. I want to watch more stuff about just how to pray. In fact, uh, I even brought down this stack of books. These are just different books, just even from my office, I would recommend, of just books to help you in prayer. Because sometimes we just want to know more. And again, we could have all the knowledge all day long, and we want to read these things, and by reading it, we might be able to implement that and put that even more into practice to help us pray. And so we not only just want to read things for knowledge, but we want to put that into practice. So next up, how do we pray? So now practically, practically, how do we pray? How do we start implementing prayer? And so I at least want to look at two different methods. We're looking at two different methods. One helpful app for those of you that just love having apps to help you with different things. And so that's what we're going to look at next. So what we're going to do is the first one is the Lord's Prayer. So this is the first method. So we're going to look at is we're just going to go through the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6. And what I want to say in advance is this. is not just, oh, if we recite this word for word, that's prayer. What I mean is there's different aspects, there's different principles we can draw out of the Lord's Prayer, different elements of it that could be in our prayer life. So it doesn't mean all of these elements will be in your prayer life. It might just be some of these. So let's look at the first one. We worship God. So we worship God. So in, in Matthew chapter 6, Verse 9, it says this, Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So hallowed, it just means honor is holy. 
So we honor God as holy. And so different things we might worship him for is like different attributes of God. So one thing we might worship God for is, hey God, thank you that you are in control, that you are sovereign in control. Then even as, thing, even as the world seems to be spinning out of control, let's say in Afghanistan or Haiti or even right here in America, thank you that you are sovereign over all of that and that you are in control over everything. That could be one way we worship God. We might worship God for his grace. Say, God, thank you for your grace that even though I don't deserve it, you still show us that. That he does this every day. We might thank God, thank you for your grace for even putting breath in my lungs. For me being able to see right now. For giving me ears to listen. To listen to music or everything else. For giving me taste buds to taste all the amazing things you have. Or just thank you for the grace of sending your son to die on the cross. To pay for my sins that I can't pay for. We might worship God for his holiness. That he's so set apart from everything in the world. And that just he is better than anything the world could offer. And we thank him for that. So we could worship him. Another element is ask God for trust and transformation. Ask God for trust and transformation. So this is what it says in verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we ask to trust his will. So it says your kingdom come and your will be done. So another thing we might ask, Lord, would you help me trust your will? that your will is better than my will. Would you help me trust what you are doing in the world more than what I'm trying to do? Would you help me trust in that? Would we help trust, hey Lord, your ways are better than my ways. Would you help me trust in that? We would ask for transformation because if we're asking God's will to come, God's kingdom come and God's will to be done, that means our kingdom must be overthrown. So that must mean we're asking, Lord, would you remove me off the throne of my heart? Would you help me no longer be number one, but help you be number one? And I need your help with that. I need you to transform me to help me with that. I want to work on your kingdom, not build a platform for myself. So this means we must submit every aspect of our lives over to him for him to examine and to help us grow in Christ-likeness. So we ask God for trust and transformation. Next one, ask God for provision. Ask God for provision. So in verse 11, it says this, Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. That we just, as we're praying throughout the day, we might just say little prayers to help us throughout the day. Lord, would you give me the energy to get throughout the day? Because everyone gets a great eight-hour sleep, right? Anybody go to bed after midnight last night? No? Okay. None of you? Okay. I'm surprised. Okay. I'm actually a little bit surprised by that. Um, that could be one We ask God for energy. Another thing we could, since school starts back up, and I know y'all love being in school and getting all these tests and quizzes and essays and everything else. Another thing we might pray for provision. Lord, would you just help me like, just remember all this information that I'm being taught to help me with quizzes and tests and exams. Help me study these things. Help me grow in these ways. We might ask God for protection and alertness for those maybe that drive, that you're driving to school. Would you help me stay alert while I'm on the road? Would you protect me all these? Or for those of you in sports, Lord, would you just protect me to not get injured as I go to some of these things? Even just little things throughout the day. We might ask God to provide us grace to trust him more and become more like him. We just ask God for provision. Because again, he is our heavenly father and we are his children and he cares about us deeply. So why not ask our heavenly father for help? It even says in Philippians 4.19, And my God will supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Meaning he'll provide everything we need 
according to the inexhaustible riches of heaven, meaning his riches never run out, never runs dry, and we can ask him for that. So pray for provision. Another thing is confess our sins. Confess our sins. This is a difficult one for a lot of us because we disobey and we know we're wrong. It's hard for us to admit that we're wrong. It's hard for us to admit that we have sinned against someone or disobeyed someone. So look what it says in the first half of verse 12. It says, and forgive us our debts. Forgive us our debts. So we need to confess our sins to God. We need to tell him all the ways that we have disobeyed him. So here's just some examples of how we can confess our sins to the Lord. Lord, I have disobeyed my parents. That could be one way we confess our sins. Lord, I've disrespected my teacher, my coach, my sibling. Lord, I've lied. Lord, I have lusted. Lord, I have stolen something, whether it be answers for homework, whether it be an item from a person or a place. Lord, I've gossiped about someone. I've talked badly about someone behind their back. Lord, I've showed favoritism. Let's say by talking to your best friend instead of maybe talking to that person that God put in your path. You're like, oh, that person's weird in my book, or I really don't want to deal with that person right now. We showed favoritism by instead going and talking to our best friend instead. These are different ways that we can confess our sins and say, God, I have done wrong according to your word. We confess our sins. But the next one is we ask God to help us live out our faith. Ask God to help us live out our faith. So second half of verse 12, it says, we, as we also have forgiven our debtors. So as we've confessed our sins to God and said, God, I've, I've messed up in these areas. I've done wrong according to you. We might also ask God to help us forgive others who have sinned against us or to help us live out our faith in these areas. So it might be, let's say, if we say, Lord, I've disobeyed my parents. It might be something, Lord, would you help me respect my parents and love my parents? Even if, even if what they do, I, I don't like what they do or anything else, would you help work on my heart for that? Or, Lord, help me love my brother, sister, neighbor, classmate, teammate, coworker, etc. Anyone, the one that just annoys me to no end. Or the one that just, they've, they've hurt me in different ways. Or maybe they backstabbed me. Would you help me love them and care for them? Lord, help me be respectful of my parents, teachers, etc. Lord, help me desire wanting to grow more in my faith rather than growing more in popularity. Or, Lord, help me be favored in your sight rather than be favored in the sight of my friends or peers of the world. Or, Lord, help me grow more in my faith and help me become more like Jesus. We ask God to help us live out our faith. The next one, ask God for guidance and endurance. Ask God for guidance and endurance. The last one, verse 13, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So we ask God to help live out our faith. So lead us not to temptation. So God, just as I've confessed these sins to you, would you guide me to avoid those sins now? And help me not fall back into them or become more aware of when that comes up. Or Lord, but deliver us from evil. So we might pray for endurance. Lord, would you help me? I'm, really, I'm facing a really difficult time or my family is going through a difficult season right now. Whether it be something medical, whether it be something personal, would you give me the endurance to help me with that? So when you look at all these, here's all of them all in a row. And like I said, you might not necessarily pray all these in one prayer. You might just pray one of these at one time, or you might pray two or three of these at one time. There might be different elements, but these are different elements that you can have when you pray to God. So the Lord's Prayer is one method. Second method is the ACTS Prayer. So ACTS is an acronym. So just like last week we looked at SOAP and how SOAP was an acronym, same with ACTS. 
So we're going to look at each one. First one is A, stands for adoration. So adoration. So just tell God how amazing he is and worship him. So you might just thank God just for who he is. Thank you that he is, like I said, sovereign. Thank you that he's gracious. Thank you that he's merciful and loving. Thank you that he's just. That he's just in everything he does. So A is for adoration. Next one is C, confession. So confess your sins and ask for forgiveness. Like we just said a few minutes ago, Lord, I have, I have done wrong according to you. I have done whatever blank. Would you forgive me of that? So confession. T, thanksgiving. Just tell God what you're thankful for. Lord, just, just thank you for another day. Thank you for getting me through the day. Thank you just for a good night's sleep last night. Thank you just for, for my phone. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for different things you've given me. Th think about this for a sec. If, if whatever you had today was everything you thanked God for yesterday, how much would you have today? So anything you had today was everything you thanked God for yesterday. So let's say, did you thank God, let's say, for the breath in your lungs? Did you thank God for the clothes on your back, the home, just the home over your head? Let's say the family or friends or different people that you care about in your life, your coaches. Do you thank him for food on the table or in the pantry or the fridge? Do you thank him that we even have our own copy of God's word? Well, there's some places in just the entire world that don't have this yet. Do you think, Lord, thank you that you've protected us so far? Thanksgiving. That's not what we can tell God what we're thankful for. And then S, supplication. S, supplication. So share your needs with God. So share your needs with God. This is my book where you say where you need help. Like, I need help in whatever the case is. You might just say, I, I need help in my personal life. I need help in school. I need help in sports. I need help in my relationship with Christ. I need help in my relationship with my parents or siblings. I need help in whatever. That You can share your needs to God. So Acts. This is an Acts prayer method. This is another way to help you of just maybe what to do when you pray. And then lastly, is just here's the helpful app. So I don't know about you, I, I love just different helpful apps to help me out. This is actually the, the app I personally use. So it's called Echo Prayer. So this is what it looks like. So what you can do, um, so what you can do is, is you can add a prayer, and it gives you the opportunity to put like, what is the title of the prayer? You can put a brief description of what the prayer is. So for example, let's say, um, let's say you want to pray for, let's say, a lost friend at school. You could put in the description title that person's name. And in the description, you could just say, this is like my best friend or my, my, a classmate of mine in this class, and they are lost. Would you, Lord Jesus, would you help me just like be able to tell them about you? Would you help soften their hearts so that they would become a Christian or hear the gospel? And so you see you have my prayers. You, have, you can share prayers with other people. You can have groups or what's called feeds. So feeds is where you can follow, let's say, some sort of account. And if you see on the far right, our student ministry has its own feed that you can follow. And it gives you different things you can pray about. So you can pray about community groups on Sunday night. You can pray about Sunday school, Sunday morning. Living Scent, that's one, that's one that, uh, that reminds me every single Monday morning to pray for each and every single one of y'all as y'all go to school that y'all will represent Christ and make Christ's name known at all the different schools or sports or anything else that you're a part of, or LSM Midweek. And here's another amazing thing about it, is that you can set reminders. It'll give you reminders. So if you wanted to you know, send it to you every single morning at, let's say, 9 a.m., it'll do that. 
Or would you just send it to me, let's say, every, just every Sunday morning at this time or Sunday night at this time or every two weeks or once a month? It will do that. Because I don't know about you. Anybody ever had the situation where someone goes, hey, can you pray about blank? Yeah, sure. And they walk away and they go, oh, what did they ask me to pray about again? I've had that happen to me so many times. So now what I do is I use this app and I'll say, hey, how can I be praying for you? And what I'll do is I'll pull out my phone and say, by the way, I'm listening to you, but I just want to put down what you said so I know specifically what to pray for. Because then what you could do later on is you could text that same person back, hey, I was thinking about you today and I was praying for you. And you could say, I was praying for specifically this, 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 and this. So that way they know not only did you listen, but you prayed specifically for that. So you prayed for these. And here's the last thing I would say above everything else. If you don't get anything else, here's the most important thing for us to do when we pray. Be honest. Above everything else, be honest. Here's what I mean by that. Our God is a big God. He is a big boy. He can handle our prayers. He can handle our prayers regardless of how real or raw or vulnerable they are. He can handle our prayers. Think about this. If God created every last detail about us and he already knows our thoughts and he already knows our hearts and what's weighing on them, then why be fake on those things? We can be totally honest with God and he understands. We can be totally real and honest with God. God can handle it. God's not taking it back like, whoa, I was not expecting that. In fact, God welcomes those prayers. God would much rather you come running to him with just tears streaming down your face and just seeing red and laying it all out before him rather than never praying to him at all. Because when we start praying to him more and more and laying all these things out, regardless of how, let's say, honest we are with these things, is the more we do that, the more we'll come closer and closer to God. And God will show more of himself and reveal more of himself and help us grow more to him and become more like him. But again, we won't do that unless we pray, unless we're constantly communicating with God every single day. And that's why prayer is such an important thing for us to do. So prayer is one of the most important things we can do. So let's pray, and then we'll be dismissed. So let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you just for the gift of prayer. Thank you because Christ died, because Christ died and forgave us of our sins, and entered into the Holy of Holies, that if we believe in him, if we repent of our sins and believe in him, it says he's sitting at the right hand of the Father right now, interceding for us, that he longs to intercede for us. So Lord, would you help us continue to pray more? Would you forgive us of of the times we've neglected talking with you and listening to you? Would you help us just continually communicate with you throughout the day to bring all of these before you? Would you help us be honest about these things? Would you help us be willing to confess our sins and ask for forgiveness? Would you help us become more like Christ and constantly praying to you? Would you help us with that? It's only by your grace we can do that. And thank you just for this gift you've given us. It says in your word that we can cast all of our cares, all of our anxieties upon you. Why? Because you care about us. Lord, help us pray more and more and more to you. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name, the reason we're able to pray. Amen.